When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's Friday, and you know what that means? It's time to crown a brand new Richard of the Week and go over some of our best and worst stories of the week as well. I'm Pat Oni, and this is Critical Thinking. All right, so today is the final day where I'm going to be doing the show solo style. Andrew will be back on Monday, and we'll be back to doing our Rumble video as well. So go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Hit subscribe. You don't want to miss it. We do a lot of visuals on this show typically. Um, we do a lot of video and stuff like that for you to be able to watch. So it's it's really important that you actually do go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking and subscribe. However, if you are just an audio person only and you just like listening to the podcast version, all you need to do is just go wherever your favorite podcasts are played. We're generally there. Um, if we're not there, we want to know because we do want to be there. So let us know if we are not there and we will make sure that we fix that problem for you um, going forward. So so please let us know. Um, you can follow me over at the Patoni Show. You can follow Andrew over at the Coppin Show and all the socials. Um, and without further ado, because we're just going to get right into this stuff today. And today's show might be a little bit shorter than, than usual since Andrew isn't here. Normally we go over um, you know, his best and worst, my best and worst, though we've been kind of experimenting with this here in recent weeks where we've just kind of taken like, hey, here's the four best, here's the four worst stories of the week, which one wins in each category. So we might be doing that going forward, but for today's sake, I'm just going to give you my best and worst as for, for the sake of, um, that's just how I'm going to do it today. Uh, so here's the thing. I've talked a lot about some of the really bad stuff this week, like the whole cocaine story, because sure, um, we believe they can't find a suspect, not so much. Um, so, you know, that story is very, very bad in of itself that they can't even find a suspect. Um, we've talked about some of the election stuff going on. We've talked about Donald Trump. We've talked about the critics on the sound of freedom and, and some of their takes. And it's just all great, grand, wonderfully bad stuff. Very, very bad. Um, I'm going to do something different in terms of my worst take today. Just 
for the sake of taking a little bit of a break from politics. Um, so what I'm going to do is there was an article written on the Daily Wire that 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 struck a chord with me, and it was the seven worst superhero films and why. Now, why am I doing this? Well, a, I, like I said, I'm I'm tired of politics and I want to do something different. B, because I was curious about this, being that I am a comic book and superhero fan, that I thought, well, this would be worth a look. I'm kind of curious to see what they would say the worst movies would be. And would I ultimately agree with this list? Uh, And so I didn't come up with a list of my own or anything like that. I just want to kind of respond to this list, and then I might throw a few on there that that should have been considered as well. Um, But this this was my worst take because this list was awful. Um, First of all, the ratings on these or how they rated these movies, I think, is garbage. Um, Secondly, there are also movies on here that are way worse than some of the ones that are listed. So I'm going to get into this, and this this will be my worst take of the week. So uh, starting at number seven, Fantastic Four. Okay, I 100% agree with this one. This one at least belongs on the list. Um, I don't know if it belongs at number seven, if I'm understanding this right. Um, and they're they're ranking these in in order. Um, I I don't agree that it's number seven. I think it probably should be a little bit higher on the list. Um, but I do agree with it. It was actually a pretty bad movie. Um, moviegoers and critics uh, roundly hated the movie, giving it forty five and twenty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, it was pretty bad. The second one, not really any better. Um, not, not a fan of that one either. Uh, number six, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Okay. Yes, this movie was bad. And I might, if I'm being honest, I might put this one at number seven on this list. It was bad, but the Zack Snyder cut of this, which is like a three-ish hour long movie, was better than the original one that came out in theaters so yes while it was bad while they did way too much in this movie that's part of what made it bad by the way they tried to stuff way too much dc universe into this movie one um it they they did the whole batman versus superman thing batman and superman were not friends originally in the original comics okay and then they tried to do the death of superman the whole fight with doomsday then they try to introduce Lex Luthor. Then they also try to introduce Wonder Woman, which that, that was probably the best thing for the movie was the whole Wonder Woman aspect. Ben Affleck played a very good Bruce Wayne, but not a very good Batman. Uh, I've always liked Henry Cable as as Superman. It's, it's sad that he's not Superman anymore. Um, but I agree, it does belong on this list. But if, if we're going to look at this, I think you know taking the Zack Snyder cut into account... It is better. It is still not the best superhero movie of all time, which I would argue is uh, probably Avengers Endgame. Um, in terms of like all of the all superhero movies, if we're going to go like best DC, Dark Knight trilogy by far, by far, uh, nothing, nothing even comes close to the Dark Knight trilogy. But I do agree that this belongs on this list. So. Uh, number five, Wonder Wonder Woman 1984. This is one I actually completely disagree with. I don't believe it belongs on this list. It is not the best superhero movie by any means, but it does not belong on this list. 
I think there are far worse movies than Wonder Woman 1984, uh, like Justice League, for example. Now, the Justice League Snyder Cut, again, far better than the one that actually came out in theaters. I don't agree that it belongs on this list, not by a long shot. It was an okay movie. It wasn't as good as the first one. I, I liked the first one a lot. My wife really liked the first one a lot, too. But the second one was not as well done um, as as the first. So it, it actually lost something. But we do see that a lot with sequels. Sequels typically don't always do as well as the originals. So I, I understand it. I understand why this one didn't do quite as well. Um so I, I, but I, yeah, I disagree that it belongs on this list altogether. A uh, number four, Eternals. This one absolutely belongs on this list. This is probably should be like, I don't know, number two, not number four, because it was profoundly bad. Uh, it, I actually waited for this one to come out on Disney Plus. I, I didn't go watch it in theaters, and um, it was bad. I got bored. Honestly, I, I was not a fan of this movie at all. That's how bad this movie was. Um, and, and and honestly, I could even make an argument that this one could be number one. Um, so it, but yeah, there, there's no way I would not put that at number four. This would probably be number one or number two for me. Number three, Avengers Age of Ultron. What the hell are you smoking, people? This one doesn't even remotely belong on this list. This one was actually really, really good. Um... You know, it was it the it, was it the best Avengers movie? No, um, it, it it's probably the worst of the Avengers movies that came out. But I liked this one a lot. Uh, it was basically showing a, a movie showing the Avengers when they were at their strongest before the whole Infinity War and the whole breakup within uh, Captain America: Civil War. This was actually really well done. I loved James Spader as uh, Ultron, by the way. Um, I thought he did a good job. Though I, I couldn't help but hear uh, Raymond Reddington from from The Blacklist, if you ever watched that show, which if you don't, I highly recommend at least the first few seasons. Um, the last few seasons has gone downhill, but it's finally in its final season. But I like James Spader a lot. Um, I think there were a lot of other good things about this too. Um, introducing some new characters that, that belonged in Avengers, um, as well. So I, th- there were a lot of things happening here and it was setting up basically for Captain America, civil war and the beginnings of, um, the, the infinity war uh, with Thanos. And so I, it, it actually is quite an important movie within the, um, Marvel cinematic universe. So I, I highly disagree that this one should be on the list. Uh, Thor dark world. So it's the second Thor movie. Um, coming in at number two, I disagree with this as well. Um, again, not the best superhero movie by any means. Not arguing that point. Okay, this is probably one of the weaker Thor movies, um, but it is not the weakest Thor movie. I think if anyone has paid attention to the Marvel Universe recently, it was Thor: Love and Thunder, which that one should probably be at number one or number two. It's between that one and Eternals, in my humble opinion, in terms of of movies, not shows, because if we were throwing in some of the TV shows that they've done on Disney Plus, and we were throwing those in, these would be ranked even lower on the list, and they wouldn't be as highly ranked in terms of worst movies either. So, no, this is this is very very bad. Um, 
I, I don't like this list at all. There's a few things I agree with so far, but Thor Dark World does not belong on this list. There are certainly far worse movies. If you watch Thor Love and Thunder, it was, first of all, the Guardians of the Galaxy were in it for like two seconds. And yet, in the commercials, they were highly publicized to try to get people to come and see the movie. Um, they turned Thor into some weird superhero. I mean, he was just kind of a, a, a bumbling idiot throughout most of the movie. Um, and, you know, he, he's lost, he's hurt, you know, he's lost a lot and things like that. And he's trying to cover up the pain and everything. I get it. But it the way they did it was stupid. Um, the best thing about it was Christian Bale and, and uh, playing Gore the God Killer or, or the God Butcher, um, and that was it. I mean, Jane Foster as basically Lady Thor was awful. Um, so um, it, it just yeah, it no way, just just a bad bad movie. It was. That was probably the worst Marvel movie I've seen in a while. It was it was one of those. I didn't just fall asleep when it's like Eternals. Like I said, I kind of kind of was like getting tired and wanting to fall asleep in that one. With Thor, it was like, okay, please don't, please don't. Oh, this is bad. And it's probably one of the most woke uh, Marvel movies I think that they've done recently as well. So um, it was really really bad. Anyway, number one, Iron Man three again doesn't belong on this list. The weakest of the Iron Man movies. I absolutely agree. 120% agree. It's the weakest of all the Iron Man movies. Does not belong on this list. Um, and so it just, it, it basically picks up right after Avengers. Um, and, and Tony Stark dealing with some PTSD and things like that. Uh, not the worst movie by any means. I might be able to justify this at like number seven or something like that on this list. Maybe. Maybe in like, but if I were doing like a top 10 list, yeah, then this might, this might make it after I've considered all the other superhero movies out there. Now, things that should have been on this list, um, the Suicide Squad, and I'm not talking about the first one they did with Will Smith. I'm talking about the most recent one. That one was awful. It was, <coughs> excuse me, it was creepy. It was weird. It made zero sense, by the way. Um, and it was just, it was all over the place. It was an awful, awful movie. Uh, I've, I, I have not seen it yet, but I've heard the, the recent Shazam movie might belong on here. The flash certainly might belong on here. I haven't watched that one yet either. So I can't, I can't comment on that to say, but from what I understand, they, they could belong on this list. Um, so I think there are far worse movies out there than not Thor love and thunder certainly belongs on this list. Um, you know, but if I were, if I were to go with my best ones, I mean, I think Avengers Endgame probably has to be number one, uh, Thor Ragnarok, probably number two in terms of being best. Um, I, I would certainly put the dark Knight trilogy. I wouldn't just put one. I mean, I probably the dark Knight being the best of the three. Um, but the dark Knight trilogy, I think would absolutely belong on this list uh, of best movies, by the way. Um, you know, there. I mean, Wonder Woman. I think could could make an argument for. Um, you know, I I think the original Iron Man movie could could have an argument for that one. Um, Captain America, the the first one, um, could have an argument to be on the like the best list. But like, some of these movies, I'm like, there are far worse ones than the ones that are listed here. Far worse, far far worse. 
So that is my worst take of the week. Okay. Um, before I get into uh, crowning the uh, brand new Richard of the Week and also going over my my best take of the week, uh, we're going to do the uh, featured Babylon Bee story of the day. And today's story is going to be Supreme Court rules 5-4 that Ross and Rachel were on a break. While you're letting that headline sink in and trying to figure out what that one's about, uh, if you haven't gone in, gone to Coffee Brand Coffee yet, please go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. We're heading into the weekend. You know, if you're like me right now, that's you know preparing for fatherhood and trying to get the house ready and you know keep keep your wife chill and things like that. You need some energy. You need to pick me up. Highly recommend going to coffeebrandcoffee.com, especially if you are the coffee drinker. No, I am not. Unfortunately, um, I, I wish I was some days, especially when we do this show in the mornings. Because Andrew is always so chipper, and um, I am not, by by any means, I am not. Um, they've got all sorts of different great flavors over there. Andrew is sworn by the bourbon-flavored one that they do. Um, I, I would say that at least sounds interesting. Um, I think he got the strawberries and cream one. We'll have to ask him about that next week if he's tried that one yet, um, being that it's summertime and, and having that little bit of a refreshing taste. But what I highly recommend that you do is, when you go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, find a flavor that you know you're going to like. Like, if you're a pretty traditional coffee drinker, I would find something that's traditional that that kind of meets, like, hey, this is what I really like. And then try to find a flavor that, hey, I, I want to try this just for the sake of, I think this sounds good. That's, that's what I would personally recommend. Now, if you're not a coffee drinker, they do have tea. They do have hot chocolate. I'm the hot chocolate guy. I don't drink hot chocolate right now because it's summertime, but once once late fall, early winter hit, I will be stocking up my pantry with some uh, coffee brand coffee hot chocolate because it actually is fantastic. So highly, highly recommend. All you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code critical thinking at checkout, and you'll get 5% off your purchase today. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code critical thinking at checkout, and you can get 5% off your purchase today. All right, so the story is titled Supreme Court Rules 5-4 that Ross and Rachel were on a break. And this is a tribute to my wife because my wife is a big Friends fan. In a stunning decision split uh, straight across gender lines, the Supreme Court announced this week that Ross and Rachel were definitely on a break. This is a momentous day for my client, Ross. Ross's lawyer Ron Glass told the press. Ross was clearly under the assumption that he and Miss Green were on a break after she used the words, we should take a break. It can't get much more straightforward than that. All four female justices joined the dissent saying Ross had no business sleeping with the girl from the copy shop when he and Rachel were just going through a rough spot. There's no legal precedent for taking breaks and that when you think about the, the concept of taking breaks, it really is rooted in racism. People of color ha- don't have the, the space to just take breaks. And another thing, Justice Kentaji Kent- Brown-Jackson wrote in a 400-page dissent, this is a dark day for the American woman, whatever that is. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez criticized the decision, calling it a major win for the patriarchy and a blow to self-centered, overreactive girlfriends everywhere. 
Say her name, Rachel Green. Justice Amy Coney Barrett joined in the dissent and wrote, voted no, on the grounds that Ross and Rachel had slept together but weren't married. <sighs> I, I threw this one in just for funsies. Um, it has nothing to do with anything that we're going to talk about today. Like I said, my, my wife is a big Friends fan. It's often on our TV here, especially when she's working on stuff for, for school, um, being that she's a school teacher. She likes to have things on in the background. Friends is a very common one. She also likes to fall asleep to the TV at night, too. And Friends is also usually a common show that, that is just on in the background um, when she's going to bed at night. So this is this is something that is very commonly played um, within our household. We quote it to each other all the time. Um, and and um, the on a break thing is... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Something that we make fun of a lot. So, uh, well done, Babylon B. Uh, Like I said, this one was just for funsies. Um, Before I uh, crown a brand new Richard of the Week, I'm going to do my best of the week first in this case, um, mostly because I've already talked about it earlier this week. Uh, and that, that was the, uh, the sound of freedom. Um, and, uh, basically it's not really so much a take as it is the story in of itself. Um, you know, where it just dominates at the box office. Um, you know, it started on July 4th. Everyone should know it's a film about human trafficking. It's done incredibly well. Um, it, uh, it stars Jim Caviezel. Um, if you've seen like the Count of Monte Cristo, um, that that's probably one of I think of his more famous movies. This one did not come from Hollywood, by the way. So those that are trying to say, oh well, Hollywood is uh, doing something different, or you know, not not doing something well. Well, first of all, this didn't come from Hollywood. This has nothing to do with Hollywood. It came from Angel Studios, which is right here in the state of Utah. So that's where this came from. Um, you know, in the course of eight days, it rose more than $45 million um, at the domestic box office. Um, it earned an A-plus in cinematic score. Um, and honestly, like just watching some like the left freak out about this movie, I think is the, the best thing. I think I saw Kevin Sorbo say something about how they praise cuties on, on Netflix, but yet... You know they're they're downplaying and and uh, disparaging Sound of Freedom for telling an important story, so I think that just kind of tells you like all you need to know about the state of which we are in as a country. If if we're prioritizing movies that are basically um, child pornography over um, something that 
is an actually important issue in the world and within our own communities because this this actually does happen in many forms around our own communities um and so that that is something and it's raising awareness to this issue um that's why it's my best take of the week i mean just because of all the or best story of the week just because of all the um, awesome publicity that it's getting and um seeing something that is is not woke in in movies that's something that tells a good story um do just just do well especially even among people that I wouldn't have even expected to go see this movie have gone to go see it, which I also appreciate. Even those that are opposite of the political aisle of me have gone to see it and have said it is very, very well done. Um, so hats off to, to those at Angel Studios and uh, everyone involved with The Sound of Freedom. Um, it's an important story. I just hope that, you know, for those that have gone to see it, that we take it to heart, that we start becoming a little bit more active within our communities to make sure that human human and sex trafficking um, are not happening as much as possible within our own community. Uh, that, that would be my hope from this. Because um, it's not just supposed to um, show what's going on worldwide. It should make us realize, hey... This could be going on here. Even in a small rural town, this could be going on here. Um, so it's something to be very um, concerned about or, 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 or at least aware of that, hey, we need to be vigilant against this. All right, so I'm going to get into crowning a uh, brand new Richard of the Week. And um, this is what we're going to do. So first of all, um, doing a little bit of something different with the uh, Richard of the Week with, with Andrew being out. Um, and that is, um, normally we have individuals that we nominate for Richard of the Week. I'm actually going to nominate CNN in of itself for Richard of the Week. And, and here's why. They apologized to Dylan Mulvaney because they actually spoke the truth. They used his biological pronouns, but they apologized for it. So wait a minute. You actually tell the truth for a change, and you're apologizing for it? No, folks. That that's it, It's absolutely crazy. It's crazy that, that we are so hell-bent on bowing down to this, this cult of trans ideology that we have to sacrifice what we know to be right and true to accommodate somebody's feelings. That's how crazy this is. That's why I'm nominating him. It has nothing to do with Dylan Mulvaney in of himself. It's the fact that you are having to kowtow to someone's feelings rather than the truth. As a news organization, you should be telling the truth. The truth. And seeking the truth. And when you finally do that, even for as minute and small of a thing that this is, you apologize for it. That's cowardice. And, and I, I see that as, as very, very Richard-like. So CNN is going to be um, nominee number one. Um, next, we're going to go with Elon Omar uh, because, well... She uh, apparently um, had a bit of a meltdown over uh, Israel's president coming to uh, to Congress. Uh, she said that um, 
No way in hell um, she would uh, attend the speech, adding, I didn't even know he was coming. The best part of this story is that uh, there was someone that tweeted. It was a Rabbi Yaakov Menken. I, I have no idea if I'm saying that right or not. Said she will not be missed. In fact, she should make it a habit. The best possible contribution she could make for American values, tolerance, and decency is to permanently stay home. Why do Democrats persist in harboring this racist in their midst? Well, I mean, I guess you can call her racist, I suppose. But, I mean, she is anti-Semite. Um, and I, I is it Minnesota? It's either Minnesota or Michigan. Um, that, that keeps electing her. I mean, how? How do you keep electing someone like this? This That's that's what I want to know. How is she still in office? She's been in there for a few terms now. Um, she is, yeah, Minnesota. That That's where she's she's the representative. How? Minnesota, what is your problem? How, how do you keep putting someone like this in office? I mean, if we are supposed to be a country that is all about diversity, equity, and inclusion, but we, we can't include... Jewish people, apparently, let alone um, those from other countries that happen to be Jewish, that happen to be an ally of this country. We can't have them come and speak in Congress or speak with the president. You, you can't attend. You Heaven forbid that you attend something of, of a... <coughs> excuse me, a country or a, a nation or a world leader that you happen to disagree with. Um, at least go, at least be aware of what's said. That doesn't mean she has to agree with it, but heaven forbid that she has a meltdown over it. I mean, it's like, I'm sorry, but but they are one of our greatest allies. They should be welcome here. Um, and, and, she should be at least willing to attend. This is just absolutely crazy. However, she really shouldn't be in office in the first place, but that's, I guess, neither here nor there. Anyway, um, then we have Mike Pence. Um, and I'm going to uh, play a clip from you from, and this is from the uh, the Blaze um, with Tucker Carlson and the um, summit in Iowa. Um, from the family leader. And uh, this is what uh, Mike Pence had to say to Tucker Carlson. They're saying maybe January we'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, have you, I know you're running for president. You are, distra you. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around, there's not one city that's gotten better in the United States, right. and it's visible. Our economy has degraded, the suicide rate has jumped, public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased, right. and yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. Right. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I think Joe Biden has weakened America at home and abroad. 
And as President of the United States, we're going to restore law and order in our cities. We're going to secure our border. We're going to get this economy moving again. And we're going to make sure that we have men and women on our courts at every level that will stand for the right to life and defend all the God-given liberties enshrined in our Constitution. Anybody that says that we can't be the leader of the free world and solve our problems at home has a pretty small view of the greatest nation on earth. We can do both. And as President of the United States, we will secure our border, we will support our military, we will revive our economy and stand by our values, and we will also lead the world for freedom under my administration. Um, not your concern, Mr. Vice President? Really? That, that's your statement? I, it should be your concern. America should be your number one concern. Ukraine really probably shouldn't be on your list of concerns. I mean, I see where it kind of is for these candidates because it is a, a major issue right now. And we've, we've put ourselves into this hole. And then now how do we get out of it with Ukraine and Russia? I think that's the, that's the real question we should be addressing here because it's not something that we should have ever gotten involved with in the first place, let alone with a corrupt country like Ukraine. Not to mention that we keep giving billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine when we could be investing that money here into our infrastructure, into our people, um, into our own economy, and trying to get this country back on track. That's where we should be investing that money. That's where we, as, a, as someone that is a taxpayer, I would much rather invest that money here than sending money abroad. It makes no sense. If we're going to put money anywhere, I guess abroad, if, if we're going to um, stand up to our enemies and put money in, why not Taiwan? <coughs> Wouldn't that make more sense? Um, you know, so now, now we've put ourselves in this position and, and, and to do both. First of all, we don't even have the money to do both. We are trillions of dollars in debt. We have inflation being a huge problem. It just doesn't make sense. Um, and so to, I have never seen this happen, though, where a presidential candidate fundamentally destroys his own campaign in basically 90 seconds. Mike Pence, I think, just destroyed his campaign right here. This is absolutely insane. I mean, does he want to be president of the Ukraine or the United States? We can't do both. We shouldn't be doing both. Even if, even if we could do both, we shouldn't be doing both. Because what's going on between Ukraine and Russia is not something that we should be getting involved in. Now, if other countries in Europe want to get involved, I guess, I mean, that's, that's their choice. But no one really should be getting involved in this. It should be between Ukraine and Russia, and that's it. We shouldn't be sending tanks, more tanks over there. We shouldn't be sending more money over there, let alone troops of any kind, any reserves. No way. No way. I saw earlier this week where Biden was sending more of our reserves to, to Europe. No. No. This is bad foreign policy. And I hate to admit it. I really do. I, I, I used to really like Mike Pence a lot. Uh, I actually thought, you know, when, when he and, and Trump were running in 2016, I mean, the, the best case scenario is either Trump resigns um, and, and Mike Pence becomes uh, 
president. Um, that, that, that would be the best alternative because I thought that that was one of the best appointments that Trump made was Mike Pence as his running mate. And then by 2020, it ended up being one of his worst after COVID. Mike Pence, I mean, I mean, as Andrew has aptly pointed out before, Mike Pence represents the old guard of the GOP. He is the Jeb Bush of the GOP candidates in this election. I don't think he's making it to the first primary. If 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 this is the road that he continues to go down, he won't make it to the first primary. I don't know that he's going to do well in the debate stage here in Milwaukee that's coming up. I don't I don't know. But this is this is really 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 bad politics. Uh and goes to show you this is someone that doesn't really know what time it is. But I I digress. Then our final uh uh, Richard of the Week nominee is going to be Donald Trump himself. Why? Well, because he decided to punk out in Iowa. In fact, he decided to punk out in Iowa so hard that he tried to get a senator to go in his stead and to be his surrogate at the family leader event. That that person, by the way, happened to be J.D. Vance. Um, and, and so Trump... Uh, and it was denied. So uh, Bob Vanderplatz, uh, which I don't know if you, he's over the family leader, um, denied uh, J.D. Vance um, in Trump's place. He said uh, Team Trump reached out to Bob Vanderplatz earlier today and requested that Senator J.D. Vance uh, to Friday as a surrogate for Trump. Uh, Vanderplatz denied the request. Swan later received a text message from Vanderplatz in which the Iowa leader confirmed his reporting. Yes, they did reach out to me and graciously offered J.D. Vance as a surrogate for President Trump. Our policy has always been to decline surrogates or video presentations for our summits. The Trump representative accepted the and appreciated our rationale. I, first of all, I applaud Bob Vanderplatz for doing this. Because if you're going to run for president, you should take it seriously. If you're going to attend an event, you should take it seriously and actually be there especially if you are running for president with Iowa being the first primary, you think you take Iowa a little seriously. Trump ain't taking it seriously. In fact, he punked out, folks. That's what he did. He punked out. There is no other way to to break this down. Um, if you're going to send a surrogate to an event like this because you don't want to go, you are punking out. This is absolute 120% Richard of the Week winner right here because he just flat out punked out. That is BS, especially with someone that wants to be president again, especially with someone that's got all the issues that is going on right now. You need all the freaking help that you can get. And going to Iowa, yeah, that's going to help. That's going to get you an opportunity to get out and address the issues that is, is going on within your campaign and within your life and get out in front of those and being able to address those and trying to put some things to bed as much as humanly as possible. With all the legal issues that he's got going on, you would think he would definitely want to be there. No, he punked out. And MAGA Forever, especially the MAGA Forever people there in Iowa, he punked out on you. Just like he did with COVID. 
He punked out. He surrendered his presidency. He is surrendering his candidacy right now. That is punking out to its finest. No. You were going to run for president. I expect you to be there. I expect you to be there unless you have a damn good reason for not being there, which they should have shared, by the way. If he's got a damn good reason. And then here's the thing. Then don't go. And don't send a surrogate. Don't punk out and send a surrogate. I mean, this is this is the kind of move a punk-ass bitch makes. Trump is absolutely being a punk-ass bitch. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. And don't tell me otherwise that, oh, well, you know, he shouldn't have to go to Iowa and he's going to win the nomination anyway. No, 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 he's not. It is not a guaranteed thing, folks. Not with everything he's got going on. You want to be the leader? Step up and be a leader. Because he ain't doing that. He's being a punk-ass bitch. And with that said, uh, Donald Trump is our Richard of the Week winner. Um, and Andrew will be back on Monday. We're just going to do it for us today. Um, I will be back with Andrew on Monday. We'll be back on Rumble on Monday as well. Um, and until then, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And don't be a punk-ass bitch. See you Monday. 